episode 138, Chandler Bolt. And your eyes are open, and <laughs> I'll never go back from seeing that. You know, it's like you just can't unsee that. You've yeah. seen it, and you've been bitten, and it's too late. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Words they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, awakening moments, Yoda questions, and the alpha round to finish. Get lean, get healthy, skyrocket your sex drive, your confidence to benefit your life and the lives of those around you that are close to you, that are important to you, and just be working on a whole nother level. Any men out there who are listening and are interested in the Awaken Your Alpha coaching program, Ultimatum, just get in contact with me through Facebook, Adam Lewis Walker, message me, or Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. Get to the podcast. Right, good morning, everyone. We have an awesome episode today. We have fresh out of bolting out the door. We have Chandler Bolt here. He's a young hustling entrepreneur who ran a $320,000 business by the age of 20. He's only 21 now, which makes him officially our youngest Awaken Your Alpha so far. He's written four best-selling books, and he now works with aspiring entrepreneurs, writers, and speakers, coaches to help them go from book ideas to bestseller in three months for his online program, The Self-Publishing School, which he launched less than a year ago, and it's absolutely storming it. And we're going to talk all about that and how you can uh, best ways to publish yourself, how you can get involved. So it's going to be an awesome and very useful episode today. So firstly, Chandler, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Adam. No worries. I mean, uh, we mentioned just before, Chandler's coming from San Diego today. He's not originally from there, um, which we'll touch on in his origins very soon. But we usually ask as well, is there a particular success quote or alpha quote that you like to live your life by, one that just resonates with you? Is there any spring to mind? Oh, when the first one that, that springs to mind is, uh, is the, it's Herm Edwards, like a dream without a plan is a wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so just kind of, uh, if you have big dreams, break them down into smaller stuff and then go after it a little bit day by day. Cool. I mean, in your bio, obviously, it was quite to the point, and that's, that's always good in business and everything. So then people aren't sort of unsure about what you do. But is there anything you'd like to highlight? The hustling part, the young hustling, that, that's pretty much dead on because that's, that's kind of what I do. And, yeah. and that's why I've been able to do a lot by 21. But also, it's, it's just, I just love what I do. And I'm, I'm at the beginning maybe not beginning stages, but a little past the beginning stages of just building an empire and building a, uh, something that's going to really change the world. So that's my, that's my end goal. That's what I'm working towards and driving towards. Um, so that kind of drives everything. Well, it may be short then cause you're so young, but I mean, this is our origin question. How did you get to literally launching the self publishing school? Had that idea come from and being a successful entrepreneur at like at 20, you know, I went to school in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, and then, I'd run, I ran a couple businesses in high school um, when I was kind of getting some money together for college because I didn't want to have debt um, yeah. with college. And then I ran, the first time I hit six figures was in college um, at like 18 or 18, 19, 19. What were you doing in college then? <laughs> uh, that was, have you ever heard of uh, Student Painters? Yeah. yeah. So I, I was with Student Painters, so I had an internship with them. Um, they taught me how to run my own business and I'd already done my own business before. This kind of took it to the next level and I had... Uh, more employees than I'd ever had, you know, dealing with more customers, bigger contracts, um, yeah. and, and got to, got to six figures and got to number one in the country. Um, with wow. student painters. 
that was my goal. Um, so that was like one of the first, it was like one of the first times I just really went all out and, and had my eyes set on something and just, just went for it. And yeah. then from there, I that, say, not that it matters too much, but how did your studies suffer? Uh, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. I, my mom wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> my grades went down a little bit. I mean, it was, they were still good. They were still yeah. three, five or whatever. Um, so A's and B's. Um, but then eventually that that led me to drop out of school so my grades really suffered then because i didn't i didn't have any (laughs) i dropped out and that's when um you put out the first book it kind of took off started bringing in passive income uh and that's what actually kept my head above water when i dropped out of school was the money coming in every month from the book and then did another book then started helping friends and then other people and then finally it was like man, everyone's asking about this. Like, I need to start teaching this. I'm trying on this business over here. Like, I, need, I just need to start teaching this because this is obviously what people are interested in. Um, and that's when, you know, that's when we started doing self-publishing school and, and really took our game to the next level and been able to teach a lot of people since. Yeah. Well, we asked the sort of the awakening moment. I mean, what made you come up with, like you said, obviously you wanted to keep your head above water, but there's many, like you say, it's so much opportunity out there. What made you decide to do your own book initially coming fresh out of or not fresh out of uni dropping fresh out of uni yeah, which yeah, yeah. Is the common thing what we sort of common story that i hear when if people sort of start amongst while they're studying they kind of it's refocusing and they think well why am i studying if this is obviously this is the path i've found so i mean exactly go for the book um that's a good question you know i was still kind of in school i was studying abroad um which is side note so i always wanted to study abroad um, so when where, I made, where did you go? Uh, Austria. Oh, quality. Yeah, yeah. it's in the in the Alps. Yeah, awesome. It's just home of the governor, home of the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. It was it was great. Um, but I because I'd always wanted to do that, but then I, when I decided to drop out, I was like, well, wait a second. That means I'm not going to get to study abroad. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to study abroad and then drop out. Yeah. So that's kind of what I did. And I took that as a time to just reflect and just think about what I really wanted to do and to just take some time to really think. Cause I knew like, okay, college isn't for me, but I didn't really know what business I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I just knew that I needed to drop out because I was tired of learning from people or I was tired of learning how to run a business from people who had never ran a business. You know, like yeah. that didn't really make much sense to me. And I had a lot of outside mentors and people that were teaching me that were actually doing it. And that mm. made a lot more sense. Um, so we just kind of stumbled into the book. We put it together. We didn't even really plan to sell it at first. Um, we just were putting it together for like a free PDF. What was your, uh, what was your first book on? Uh, it's called the productive person. So it's on productivity for entrepreneurs or yeah. people who work for themselves. Okay, cool. And was it, is it all the books that you've done so far? Are they uh, sort of ebook or audio books or? Yep. So they're all ebooks. Um, they're all audio books and some of them, about half of them are uh, hard copies as well. Okay. And the, the first one was that an, an ebook an, an originally? That- it was an ebook originally. Then we released the uh, audio book and hard copy a little later. Cause like I said, we just kind of put it out there. We didn't know it was going to be that successful. Um, but then we topped David Allen's getting things done, like the productivity Bible. Um, and he lowered his price from like close to 10 bucks to three twenty nine, which was cheaper than our book. Um, <laughs> price for. <laughs> and so that was the first time. And then we were selling like 80, a hundred something books a day. Uh, and that, was really that, is, that is awesome, yeah. man. 
it was it was crazy it was like man these are this isn't like my mom and my grandma and my family <laughs> dying, you know, you know, i don't have that much family oh, i'm saying after about the first 10 you've run out of family <laughs> it's got to be someone else yeah so that's, that was that was when it kind of clicked and then that's like you talk about the origin story like that what it was for me is i was snowboarding all the time in the swiss alps um and I was with some friends and we were riding this chairlift, you know, and you'd go up the chairlift and you're just talking, whatever. And so they had heard about the book. And so they started asking me about that. I'm like, well, Chandler, is it actually making you any money? And I thought about it for a second. I was like, well, I mean, it made over 400 bucks yesterday and I was here snowboarding with you guys all day. And it was almost as if like, as I said that, like, as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, whoa, this is passive income. Like, I heard about this in high school, like reading all the rich dad, poor dad books. Yeah. Like, but I didn't think it was possible. I didn't thought it was this mystical thing that I could never achieve. And it was like, Whoa, this is it. And it's kind of like the veil is lifted and your eyes are open and <laughs> I'll never go back from seeing that. You know, it's like, you just can't unsee that you've yeah. seen it and you've been bitten and it's too late. I think the key thing as well is, Something like, a, you know, you're obviously an online or a book is the fact that, you know, you say $400 a day, you think, oh, but that could literally be every day, you know, and, and you think of sun, Sunday's likely to be a lot bigger as well with the internet yeah. and how it is. Yeah. So, man, just yeah. the accumulation effect. Absolutely. Definitely. And just the concept of doing work once and getting paid on it forever. Like, I Absolutely. love it. So, I mean, you talked about like how well it went so quickly. What do you think you brought to the party? Because obviously, I'm sure you're not the only guy putting out a, a book. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. maybe around 20, you might have been, there's less of you doing it. But <laughs> what do you think made you get to the top of the list? What do you think you brought to it? I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's a good book, but I'm sure there's lots of good books out there. And obviously, totally. you'll have to read it first or buy it first. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it was... A few things, uh, mainly the positioning. So there's a few things, a few categories that always sell well, right? Like how to be more productive, how to make more money, how to get more fit or workouts, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, or like how to have better relationships or what to do when you just got dumped by your girlfriend, or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like that stuff always sells. And so one of those was how to be more productive. Mm -hmm. And we just dove into that, but we took a very specific angle. Because there's a lot of books and people usually see that and say, oh, it's too competitive. I won't write that. But we just took a specific angle like this is productivity for entrepreneurs. And it's for people who make their own schedule. And it's short, concise. It's only the best stuff. No BS, no fluff. Mm -hmm. It's a very short book. And we're going to be upfront about that. Let you know, hey, this is short to the point and only the best stuff. And we positioned it. We targeted keywords and categories and stuff like that. We made sure to really focus on reviews, which is more of a long-term thing inside Amazon, mm -hmm. just like um, with your podcast, just like with apps, with any, any of these ecosystems, like reviews are kind of king in yeah. those. That helps with credibility in your rankings and algorithms and stuff. And so those few things combined, I think, is why it went well. Just before, I, I don't usually forget, but can you give me a review on this as well? <laughs> you can well, even review. <laughs> just mention it. It's vital, yeah. It's a couple of clicks, but again, it's good coming from uh, featured guests as well. But I, I think initially, that's one of the things I found with the podcast. I got so many reviews because I was asking people are supporting in the start. And as soon as they think you've made it, the reviews drop, drop off a bit because they, they literally yeah. have to do, what, 60 seconds and a couple of clicks through. Them couple yeah. of clicks just kill people, man. <laughs> So what you're saying is that everyone should stop this podcast right now and go leave your review, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. We need it. We need it, man. So awesome. So once you'd obviously people started asking you about it, 
when was the, the evolution from just obviously putting out another book to then the publishing school? Can you yeah. tell us about that? Yeah, so we had already put out our second book um, by the time people really started asking about it. And it was in short time. And then we did, we, we basically had, I, I put out two and helped with one. So it was like three bestsellers in less than six months. So it was like pretty aggressive pace. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when people really started asking about it. That like that, the second book was more of a charity project. So that was all for charity. Um, mm -hmm. Did it with my brother um, who plays in a rock and roll band um, who I think he, he's, he's, uh, their tour is coming over your way uh, maybe soon. Um, but he plays in like a pretty big rock and roll band. So we like partnered that together into a book like business and, uh, like artists and yeah. kind of, we, we went on and yeah, anyways, we just did our different takes on these 15 things our parents taught us yeah. growing up that we thought were pretty normal, but that no one really learns. And we discovered that when we got out in the real world. Yeah. Um, and so that was the second book, but that's when people started asking about it. And to answer your question, we transitioned into self-publishing school. We just did it similar to how we did the productive person. You know, we just threw it out there. We were very upfront and just said, Hey, we've been doing this successfully and we want to teach a handful of people. So we took applications and it was very hands-on and that was kind of our beta to yeah. test if this stuff actually works. Um, so we had a good handful of people and it, it really blew me away. It's, it's the most successful course that I've ever seen of its kind with our, with our success rates. I've never really heard of anyone else having this high of success rates. And then, we scaled it up and got a bunch more members and now we have coaches coming back that are successful students and you know, all that stuff. Absolutely. Also, I mean, just give people an idea then a chance to blow your own trumpet. Like say, how, what sort of success rates are we talking like? I mean, you know, you've worked with a handful of people, but I mean, yeah. was everyone hitting like, if not to the top close to it and sort of how many sales are we talking about per book or, you know, give us yeah, yeah. that. So, so we, um, we had 42 people, I think in the first class, um, and we're at higher end, so we're more expensive yeah. um, because we have, it's, it's more hands-on and it's good info and it's quality. Yeah. You know, we don't like to really go go for just cheap stuff. Yeah. Um, so we we had a we had a sixty percent success rate in terms of students writing and publishing a book. Which for online programs, it's like you're lucky if you get ten percent of people to even open the course. Like, <laughs> it, it's kind of it's kind of sad, but true. Yeah. Um, so that, that like that we had high success rates and then of people who published books, all of them became bestsellers in at least some capacity. So at least one or two categories on Amazon, they were selling books, they were making money. Um, and, and we had people endorsed by like Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank, John Acuff. Like we had people going out and doing speaking and coaching that instantly paid for the program, you know, just stuff like yeah. that. And one of our students, has written and published 13 books since joining our program last like year. Machine. <laughs> yeah. The apology. He's the, the gold, golden boy or girl. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Golden gal for sure. And she, I mean, she's making several grand a month in passive income right now. So it's really paid off. Absolutely. Awesome. I mean, this is our awaken. Sorry. This is our Yoda question. I should say who helped awaken your alpha. Like it's usually some key figures along the journey. I know your journey is just getting going, but, you talked about there were some mentors while you was in college. Is there some, any key figures you want to mention? Yeah. I mean, obviously uh, my parents and, and my brother, uh, they, they are like my biggest supporter. And yeah. you know, when you come with this crazy idea of dropping out of school, most parents are, 
would really resist that. And they challenged me on it. Freak out, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, But as soon as they realized that I was serious, they were like, okay, we 100% support you. So that was awesome. And then my mentors and student painters, um, my business partner, he's now my business partner, James Roper. Um, He was my mentor in the program. And and we did amazing stuff. And that program completely changed my life. Mm. Um, And then a couple other guys, a guy named Dane Maxwell, um, he runs a company called The Foundation, and I, okay. I went through that. It's a six-month online program. They teach you how to start a business, um, and also if you want to start a software business, that's what they really specialize in. Like that's just um, right in my mind. For some reason, that that The Foundation. So that's just popped up in the advertising on the, on Facebook today. That's I literally seen that today. I was like, ah, yeah. I never really noticed it before, but yeah, there's a link there. They're in the middle of a launch right now. So that's probably why. <laughs> My roommate, uh, he does all the marketing for them. Um, <laughs> Tell him it's breaching. It's good. <laughs> Whatever he did, he did something different today because it hit me. So it hits yeah. a random guy in England. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But, uh, so he, he was great. And then a couple other guys, Mitch Matthews and Adam Carroll, they're both speakers and mentors. And, and so along with all those guys, it was just kind of like, and it really sparked with student painters and then kind of spread out from there. And then I got introduced to all these people and it's just really been a life-changing experience. Awesome. So, I mean, we're going to pretty much sort of move on now. So this is the complete blank around. So we're going to find out a little bit more about you and the man behind all of this. So all, all you've got to do is finish my sentence, fill in the blank, and we'll see where it takes us. Okay? All right. Sounds good. Okay. Your best friend would describe you as? A workaholic. <laughs> okay. The last time you were drunk was? Maybe a couple months ago. I'm doing no alcohol and no Facebook this month or no social media. So not um, this month. <laughs> uh, no, no Facebook for a month. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> I kind of feel like I got hooked into that. <laughs> that sounds well, very appealing to me at the moment. It's awesome. great, man. Yeah. Okay. If I was to visit your hometown in South Carolina, I should? Go do something outside. It's in the country. You go, go ride a dirt bike or a four-wheeler or... Do, do some kind of redneck activity. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, I know we talked before the interview as well that like a lot of the guys I've interviewed are from, not from San Diego, but they've been sucked over to, if not just the West Coast, down to San Diego. It's pure hotbed for entrepreneurs and uh, internet and like podcasters, publishers, etc. Yep. So if I was ever to visit San Diego, I should... Get together with all the awesome people <laughs> and hold a dinner with all the awesome people. Oh, man. That's I've been why I moved here. Gonna, I was going to say, well, we've got to find out about that. We haven't got that in, into that right. part of your origin story. We have to cut back. That. We have to swing back around to that and find out okay. the finish of the story. But your favorite movie of all time is? Anchorman or oh. Billy Madison. San Diego. <laughs> those, those, are, those are tied for first. <laughs> awesome see that's, that's you live the dream man and command your favorite film and you've moved to san diego you are fast becoming ron burgundy that's what's happening <laughs> that's my single goal in life yeah. i'm just i'm just pitching you a mustache i think yeah <laughs> you can work it not yet awesome. not yet <laughs> jeez man okay so we, we're gonna swing back around to that so you've obviously started doing the publishing um, I want to know about then, how did the move to San Diego, you said obviously the reasons behind it, but how long have you lived there? And obviously that's, that's a big step. And when did you move away from yeah. your hometown or home area? Yeah, so I've been here for about six months. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so when I dropped out of school, uh, I decided basically if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, sink the, sink the ships, burn the bridges, whatever, kind of like, you know, just make it to where if I fail at this, I really fail. And I come crawling back, like with my tail between my legs kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so the one thing I said is I'm not going to move back home and I'm not going to stay in my college town because either one of those would be too, too easy to slip into back in yeah, comfort zone. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Easy. So I just wanted to go way out of my comfort zone. Um, so I moved first off to Iowa into an entrepreneur house there uh, with Dane and a few other guys. Um, and it was awesome. Incredible. I say, how did you find that link to get there? I was in the foundation. So I, I had some friends and through succeed faster, which was this conference I always went to. Mm -hmm. um, I knew some of these guys and we were basically, we had a top three of Austin, Texas, um, Boulder, Colorado, um, San Diego, or there. And mm -hmm. so those were kind of our, our top three. And, and we were looking at it and then a spot opened up in the house. And so me and a buddy both dropped out of school and well, we already knew we were dropping out yeah. of school. But we, we both dropped out and went up there um, and then lived there for a while. It was amazing. And then that's when I was like, okay, I need to take this to another level. Uh, there's a lot of amazing people in San Diego. I need to get around people who are just way smarter than I am. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can, I can learn from them all the time. And so that's when sparked the move to uh, San Diego. Been here for six months, and uh, we're about to put together another entrepreneur house, which is just going to be absolutely epic. So I'm really excited about that. Cool. So are you living by yourself at the moment, or just you're not in an entrepreneur house at the moment? Then it's me and a roommate who's an yeah. entrepreneur as well. Um, so it's a kind of a mini house, but I like I like the bigger like five five plus, so like five to eight. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're putting together. So it's that we're kind of like taking applications right now and we've got it like we, we've been blitzing our network and so it looks like we're, we'll maybe have some people moving into san diego and then also people from san diego kind yeah. of coming together to form because it's the amazing like the, thing that happens when mastermind you, yeah exactly yeah. all the time so you've got hot tub business chats randomly at night like people are, care about their health care about their fitness yeah care about their well-being their business you know it's like all areas you get challenged mm. and jim Rohn says uh, this is like the most overquoted quote ever but like the most, yeah the five people you surround yourself in the hot them. tub he didn't put that yeah. in. <laughs> yeah he forgot to put that part in there we need to update it yeah <laughs> but it's so if, if those are the people you live with you know you can't help but get better and be better and I love, I love to be around people who are just two steps ahead of me yeah. so that anytime I run into a problem, they just encounter that six months ago. So they're just right there to just yeah. give me answers and save me a lot of time. Yeah. And that's, that's going to become your norm. You're creating your environment. So that is just going to be standard for you. So awesome. Definitely. Quality. All right then. So, I mean, we're pretty much to the alpha round. So we're just going to, well, I'm, I'm going to ask you if you've got any particular resources and rec things you'd like to recommend, recommend and advice. And we'd like to start off with if there's a particular book that was either important to you or you think linked to self-publishing potentially or just any books that you think are worth a recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, there, there's some really good ones. And um, my next question, actually, just while you're thinking, if there's not one of these, if you're not recommending one linked to self-publishing or publishing a book, are you going to write one or have you written one? <laughs> okay, okay. I'll touch on that. Yeah. So I, w I would say that the four-hour work week was a big one for me uh, in college. Yeah, um, that was like the first book that I read that really kind of started opening yeah. my eyes back then. Yeah. yeah. 
it's a good basic. Mm. Um, gosh, there's so many. I'm really reading a lot right now. Um, then I would say in terms of business, 80-20 sales and marketing was the one that blew my mind. It was the best book I had read since the four-hour work week. Okay. Um, Who's that by? That's by Perry Marshall. Okay. Um, so that, that's probably a different one that you don't get recommended too much. But I, I've, I give copies away like it's candy. I mean, I, yeah. give, I give copies to everybody because <laughs> I think it's such a great book, yeah. especially if you're running an online business. Um, so that's a great one. And then obviously the basics like um, influence Robert Cialdini, you know, like think and grow rich, stuff like that. Um, but self-publishing specifically, yeah. um, I wrote a book called Book Launch and that's basically the 10,000 foot view on the stuff we teach. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, last I looked, it's still number one on the charts. Um, like in, create, in creativity, it's still yeah. at the top in entrepreneurship as well. That book's been doing really well. A lot, quite frankly, a lot better than I thought it would. I mean, we're a month and a half or more after launch and it's still um, hanging on top of the charts. So that's a good, if people are interested in like the basics mm -hmm. of, of what kind of what I'm, what I'm, what I've been talking about in yeah. terms of books. Like I go through kind of the, as much as I can go through in a book, you know, it's, yeah. so it's kind of packed with information. Perfect. Well, you mentioned there about obviously a, a launch and it's still doing quite well after a month. I mean, this is the sort of thing that I think unless you're in this business, people wouldn't have a clue and they, they don't know. And when you say about, you know, it's still going okay. What is the sort of, for you, would you say it's quite a good standard of like, how long do these books last before you put out another book? And we talked about Evergreen before the episode. Um, yeah. How often in, in realistic terms, even with a good book, obviously it's going to tail off or does it? Can you maintain? I suppose that's the holy grail. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just like anything else, right? Just like apps or podcasts or whatever. You have your hot new releases, which help um, with purchases, but it's really tapping into the ecosystem. So we try to focus on long-term stuff so that it's not just flash in the pan because that's mm -hmm. no way to build long-term success. Um, but for, in terms of books, like the productive person made close to seven grand in the first month, um, continued to make three to five grand a month for like six or seven months after that, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And yep. then it continues to make not, not that much, but it continues to bring in money every month. But that was kind of the, the peak. Of, of when it goes and then same so that's the same deal with like a lot of the books and like book launch you know it was just released a little while back but like it's it's still ranked 2000 something overall in the yeah. kindle store so like there's only 2000 books that are ranked better than it and it's yeah. at the top of its categories which are pretty big categories um so you know it's it's still doing well no, and so obviously and this is the thing you're building on it and layering on it so it's when you've got exactly books out there and this yeah, yep. accumulation factor and you're on the on the on the slopes. We've got a resource there that we can go to, but we've talked about your journey and how it, how it went for you. But I mean, what are some key mistakes that you see people making when they're trying to publish or self publish sort of eBooks? I suppose what's the flip side? What are some key tips that you can give us? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so let's say most people overthink it. Mm. Uh, so they're sitting on a half perfectly written book. So it's perfectly written, but it's only like five chapters and they'll never release it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is just getting it out there and just testing and not putting so much pressure on it. Just get it out there. Um, that's a, a key mistake. People are too, uh, too broad, not specific mm. enough. So they're scared to cut off part of the audience. Um, so they just go for this big broad book and no one even cares about yeah. it. 
because they don't even know what it's about. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't understand what your book's about. So you got to be super specific. Lastly, I would say mistakes is like, they just give up before, before they get there. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. You got to be consistent. You got to plug away at it. And if it's something you're serious about, you got to invest your time or your money in it. And a lot of times both. And then key, key tips or key stuff that doing well, um, it's kind of the antithesis of all those, right? Yeah, like exactly. being more specific and dialing in. I would say one thing that people that you can do well is just ignore all the fluff. Like you don't need a Facebook author page. You don't need a Twitter page yeah. for your author profile. You know, like focus on what you do well and just do that. That's what we did when we launched our first book. We didn't have a following. We didn't have a list. We didn't have any of that, but we knew we had some friends on Facebook and yeah. We got them behind it. We had them vote on the cover. We had them vote on the title. We had them feel it. They felt involved as if it was their book launch. Yeah. So by the time we launched it, they were so excited. They were reviewing. They were sharing. They were doing all that because we didn't just pound them over the head and say, buy our book. You know, we made them feel like they were behind the scenes. Yeah. What would you say is a good price point as well? Because it's not, obviously, it's not a, a hard cover book we're generally talking about today. And um, what yep. sort of price points? You talked about sort of when you went top <laughs> above one of the big guys originally he dropped his right down to three bucks what yeah. price point would you say is i'm sure you found kind of an optimum now or does it vary and what sort of size of book are you finding an optimum for a size of book or yeah so those are great questions um for for size uh for the stuff we do it's at least seven a lot of them are at least seventeen thousand words mm-hmm. our first one is about fourteen thousand words which is like which is like 40 50 pages maybe mm-hmm. 60 pages something like that um and so that's kind of an optimum length for books like this. Optimum pricing, um, anywhere from $2.99, $3.99, um, kind of in that range uh, for a book of that size. Mm-hmm. But one thing that really, so we have people really define their purpose from the beginning. So yeah. what's your purpose? Do you want to make passive income? Do you want to use it to grow your authority? Do you want to use it to bring in a bunch of leads? Like Book Launch brought in like over 2,000 leads for self-publishing school and like right in a month so it brought a bunch so it depends on so like for in that case we priced book launch at 99 cents and left it there for a while because we didn't really care about the book royalties we cared about the leads yeah those were worth a thousand or three thousand dollars you know like for for the program so that it depends on your strategy and and your end goal like if you want to do more speaking or coaching or stuff like that you want to get the book out to as many people as possible so you're going to price it accordingly um and then vice versa you know if you want to make money like you'll you'll adjust accordingly as well really good distinctions there again that's what i think it's like anything you, you've got to have your goal your vision in mind and it's completely different purpose and by the sounds of it you you've used books for multiple different goals and methods depending on what you need to do at the time absolutely yeah raise a ton of money for charity make money for ourselves, bring in leads for a program like you can use books to do so many things absolutely awesome um, who do you recommend I interview next or very soon? You've mentioned a few already. Could you give us a couple that you think would be a, a good interview and work to come on the show? Yeah. Um, so a couple of people instantly come to mind and that would be Mitch Matthews. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of my mentors. He's just, that guy's on fire. Um, he runs a podcast called dream think do. Uh, okay. He just did like one of the few Brendan Burchard interviews that, that Brendan's done recently ah. and that 
really blew up. Some really interesting stuff behind the scenes on Brendan's book launch that he hasn't really told anybody. So that's kind of neat. Um, and then I would say Hal Elrod. You ever heard of him? No. He wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. Uh, oh, I've heard of that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, life-changing book. Um, yeah. It, it, it changed my life. And, and he's here in San Diego and just a great mentor and friend to me as well. So he, he's, he's a great guy to interview. Oh, some brilliant recommendations there. I suppose we just talked about The Miracle Morning. What is one of your personal sort of daily alpha habits that you think is essential to yourself and keeping, keeping on the hustle, basically? Yeah, the, the morning routine and getting up early. That's, you know, I saw an infographic recently that really put things, it really made some things clear. It was like what, what billionaires or millionaires or whatever do. And it was like the common traits they all had in common. And it was an infographic. It was like Oprah and all these yeah. like crazy successful people. Yeah. And the one thing that everybody had in common was they all woke up early. Like they all woke up early and pretty much all of them read at least 15 minutes a day. Those were like, and then there was a bunch of other things, but those were the two things that everybody did. Yeah. Um, and so that that's become a staple in my life is waking up early pretty much every day, getting to that morning routine because it adds some structure to the beginning of your day. And especially if you're working from home, mm. it kind of kick starts. And at the end of my morning routine, I take a cold shower and then I, I put normal clothes on, you know, not just lounge stuff. And it's like a trigger that sets me into my day. And I, I feel like I've, yeah. Before my day's even started, I've done a lot more than most people do all day. Yeah. I've grown my mind. I've you know got worked out a little bit and just done all that stuff. You know. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I, you know, you can experiment with with this and with yourself and stuff like. If you are working from home, you if you try and work like literally in a in a dressing gown or just like like not getting yourself up and ready, like the, skipping things like you think, ah, oh, there's no point in getting ready. Man, it's you're not. You think you might be cutting corners, but geez, you just affect your productivity so much. And things yeah. like the shower, I like taking it another notch. Been doing recently a lot. If you're in the mood for this, you know, just the hot and cold shower. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm into that at the moment. I'm not always into that, but I'm I'm, I'm using that. A lot. <laughs> that's great, man. I would I would take the Miracle Morning 30 Day Challenge. Ooh. I did that in January. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome, man. I, January was the best month I've had in a very long time. And I think March is going to give it a run for its money. Um, Cause I'm doing, I'm, I'm mostly doing that, but I'm also doing no Facebook and no alcohol. So I'm yeah. just really, really focused. Um, but yeah, the miracle morning 30 day challenge is pretty awesome. Perfect. Another good recommendation for us. Cheers, man. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Um, it's a great way to sort of start wrapping up my day. And I know starting your day over there. So thanks right. so much. And I, I hope you can spread this out to as many people as possible. Awesome, man. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaken Your Alpha. I really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, Twitter, Awaken Your Alpha, and Instagram at Awaken Your Alpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I'd love to connect with you and find out more. Those who want to take it up another notch, you can book in your personal strategy session with me. Get straight to that form and apply. It's tinyurl.com forward slash Awaken Your Alpha. Get lean, get healthy, skyrocket your sex drive, your confidence, and just be working on a whole nother level. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.